This is Bob Edgroff, and this is my podcast, Be Real Now. Today, I have a guest who specializes in business, and that's starting up businesses. He's a graduate of Temple University's Fox School of Business, so how appropriate to do so, and has started three different local businesses in the past decade and a half. My guest today is my son, Ryan Atcroft. Ryan, welcome to my show. It's good to be here. I'm glad to have you. You know, right, when I think back of you starting business, I can't help but remember uh, going as early as uh, maybe it was in the 2008 or 2009, somewhere around there. Maybe it was even earlier than that. Valpac yeah. University. 2006. It wasn't? Okay, so you and I decided that we were going to start a business, went online, did a little bit of research, and that's a franchise, a direct mail company. But you jumped right in going to Valpac University with me for a month down in Florida. Tell me a little bit about your experience in getting started at such a young age, right upon graduation. Yeah, so when you buy into a franchise, a lot of times there's a, a tremendous amount of support and training. Um, and in this case, there was a, you know, a university that we actually attended. And by attending that university, I, I skipped my actual university graduation uh, to attend it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think it was like an extensive two-week training. There's, there's, it's a short period. But it gave you the ins and outs on, on running the business. Yeah. And you did that for a few years. You and I launched it. And then um, I had gotten back into uh, marketing myself with a, uh, a TV group. So then you soloed with that business for a number of years. Yeah, probably two years. Um, and, that, and that's a learning experience within itself. Um, you know, when, while we're starting, you, know, you rely on your business partners. And then as you were, you, you, you transitioned into something else, you allowed me and had the confidence in me to uh, allow me to do it myself for a period of time, which was a, a great experience. You know, I'll tell you what, what I, I'm curious of is how you, um, stay motivated when you're, a, you know, a person all by yourself, whether it's in your home or in a small business. Yeah, um, and that's that's the thing with running any type of business, especially like a, a business um, where you don't have a lot of employees. Um, so, you know, for me at the time, a part of the time I was running it by myself, I was running it out of my house. Yeah. Um, so, so for the years we were running the business with you, we had an office and all that, but we had no need for a physical office while I was uh, running the show. So I was running it out of a spare bedroom out of, out of my house and you know, a few blocks from here. And uh, one of the things for me, the tricks for me to stay motivated and to feel like I was actually going to work every day was to still get dressed, wake up early, get dressed as if you were going to an office, check in at your desk and, and start your day that way as if it's uh, you're almost you needed to do it. You know, that's interesting. I do the exact same thing today with COVID. Yeah. Um, in my job, I literally get up every morning and get dressed as if I'm, you know, at the office. Yeah. 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 Going to see a client at the office. I don't go as far as putting a suit jacket on tie, but <laughs> I found if you're too comfortable, you end up sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah, I get that totally. So then you spent after you got did that, you got into uh, radio, I believe. Yeah, radio. I saw because of my sales experience um, through Valpac, which Valpac required you to to meet a lot of clients, uh, our potential clients every day, a lot of sales, you know, a lot of you know footwork in the sales game. Um, which gave me a good opportunity to, you know, pivot into radio advertising, which you have to see it. It's a, it was a sales position, and I felt like I fit the part. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, I, you know, you just mentioned a little while ago, the fact is that you when you do get into a business, and, and there is a franchise, there's a great line of guidelines that you file, so you, 
You really just have to follow that, those guidelines in order to be successful with it. That's true. But you still got to put the time in, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, especially um, with a, with Valpac particularly, there was a lot of hard cost. With printing, there's a lot of hard cost. Yeah. And I think it influenced the way I chose, selected the second business I started, which was more of a, a digital, and there wasn't many hard costs at all. Um, so it wouldn't be surprising for us to be looking at a thirty, forty thousand dollars print bill every month, and I had to make damn sure that I was able to get the clients um, to fill what we had an envelope of advertisers um, to make sure we could front that print bill every month. Yeah, that's not that's not nothing to sneeze at thirty, forty thousand dollars a month in order to pay that print bill. I mean, so that required quite a bit of sales. Hundreds. We've had we over the period of running that business, we with the help of you um, and your training and support, we. We had three, four, five hundred clients in our client portfolio. Wow, that is something. So then you mentioned, you know, you went from you went from uh, Valpac into radio. You spent a few years there, including uh, CBS Radio in Philadelphia. Gave you more experience, and then sometime you integrated uh, a digital marketing agency. Tell me how you got started in that. Yeah, so while I was out hustling the streets. Um, you know, wearing the soles down on my shoes in the sales game at Intercom, I was we, I saw a need for um, social media help, and uh, most of the businesses. This is the beginning, really, the beginning stages of like, earlier stages of Facebook and and the social media world, and none of the businesses had a professional um, profile or a setup. On their social media pages, you on mean? social media pages. Um, and there was a lot of benefits for them to do that, especially early on, the way, you know, Facebook was ranking these businesses if they were to be participating in these platforms. So I, at the time, I approached my girlfriend, knowing that I had a, bit, a job and I could only do part of this if we were, I was to make it work. But at the time, who was now my wife, she was in a job she didn't like, and I, I kind of sprung the idea, and I heard, what do you think about running, starting a social media company. Uh, I can get you the accounts because I'm talking to the businesses that have the need and you could run the, the day-to-days uh, of it and, and, uh, and help get it going. She told me I was crazy when I first said it, but after 24 hours and her sleeping on it and the way she is, she researched it for that night, um, into the night, woke up the next day and said, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's start that business. Wow, that's awesome because, you know, really the biggest question is how the heck do you get started? That's some people's biggest dream in life to own my own business and and yeah. you know is it just an idea is it just someone that says something like it was for your wife christy that all of a sudden it's boom let's get started well to start it takes the people involved so if you can get people to buy in and if it's if it's more than yourself getting people to buy in like in my case i had to get someone to buy in with me because i couldn't do it all but if it's yourself it's just the motivation to get started i was lucky because i had someone that i knew would be very good at doing what i was asking them to do and it turns that turned out to be true since uh, that's been going for the past decade. But that's a key factor is finding the right fits, people involved, and, and if it's something you could enjoy. It kind of fits into your, your existing life. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is, is if you believe yourself or the partner that you're bringing aboard, if they're good at it. Yeah, that's, that's key. And then setting a time frame. Like, hey, I, you know, I think it's Elon Musk that said, if you give yourself 30 days to clean your house, it's going to take 30 days to clean your house. If you give yourself three hours, it will take three hours. So in that, in that sense, um, it's applying to your goals and ambitions where if you, me approaching Christy, my, my wife and now, um, and saying, hey, let's start a business. I, I wasn't like, let's start a business two years from now. It's like, let's start a business tomorrow. Even before we had everything figured out, the logistics, the LLC, 
um, the banking, because there's a lot of things that could stop you in your path and it could overwhelm you. Don't just don't think about it. Start if you have your, if your biggest problem is getting a check, you know, too soon before you have a bank account, then that's not a big problem. You give yourself a week or two to deposit it. You know, <laughs> but 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 Ryan, a lot of people just don't have that kind of money. You know, to say, hey, I want to start a business. They think, you know, I'm a, I'm. Yeah, this is my life ambition, and I'm barely able to save a thousand dollars a year. How the heck am I going to do that? Yeah, so I've been, you know, always interested in bootstrapping a business. So what's exciting about bootstrapping a business is, is allowing the business to create and pay for itself. Um, so in the case of Tribal Media, we we didn't have any hard costs up really up front. It was just the idea and our time. And then in order to fuel the business, I think we had at the time calculated we need like. You know, a dozen clients that are paying us X amount of dollars a month, and uh, and that in order to get there, we would need it would allow Christy to quit her job, uh, and we accomplished that within the first few weeks. Really? So that is quick. Yeah. So she quit her job, and and thankfully she was. The thing about starting a business, the younger you are, the easier it is. <laughs> the less money you're currently making, um, it's easier to you know you know find that new that new income. But for many people, they have a job like myself that they liked. I liked my job, Intercom. It's a great organization. And I wanted to keep it. So I, I didn't want to interfere with that. But I, I, I felt as though in my side time, I could you know, funnel some, of, you know, some money and clients to her way that had a need that wouldn't be taking away from my existing job. It almost would benefit it, and it because I was a valuable resource to them. That's interesting because when you mention that... The average person doesn't realize just how much time there is in a week. And, you know, when you sit down 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's literally 168 hours. So if you're working 40 or 50 or even 60, 70 hours a week, still gives you time to do a second business. Yeah. Yeah, for most of my, I think it's only been, you know, five five or six years while I'm full-time in tribal. Um, My first four or five years, I was part-time in the and I was only allowed to really work on that from, you know, five o'clock at night to, you know, as late as I was willing to stay up and, 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 and you know, work on it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that is there, do you find it challenging to stay motivated with, you know, such a, 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 like when you and Christy as example started and it's just you two in the business? You know, if it's something you enjoy, um, you're not really looking at it as work. So if you're looking to start a business, I wouldn't suggest starting a business just because you think you could make money doing it. I'd suggest doing something that you, you feel as though you would enjoy. It doesn't feel like a job. You'd be happy to do it when you get out of your, first, your regular job. And um, it's more of a passion project. And that's, I think that's the easiest way to go because you're not ever thinking about time. You're not thinking about clocking in. You're not thinking about, how many, oh, I have to go to work now after work. Um, it's more of a fun thing that it just you're just doing after after hours. Now, right w- with the family, uh, you know you have the three kids. So yeah. is it is it do you find that as the business owner you sometimes say, hey, I'm going to walk away from uh, doing my work and 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 tend to the kids, or is it the other way around? You actually spend more time at work because it's your business and less time with the family. How do you balance that? Yeah, I think that's a key ingredient when you're thinking about the type of business you're going to start. Starting Tribal Media and now my, another business of mine, Birdhouse Outdoor, um, we, you think you have to think you know, hard about, is this the type of business that I'm going to be stuck somewhere? Or is it going to allow me to have more of a lifestyle? Now, if I was to choose, I'd rather a lifestyle business where I could live my life and participate in my business kind of at the same time. 
Um, so it's not like I have to, I have a shop where I have to go in and, and, and manage employees or any of that type of thing. Um, we've kind of designed it in a way where we could, you know, be at the park with our kids and, and have to step away. One of us has to step away, take a phone call, or if you set a meeting, you, you, you run into the office for a few hours and you could run home and go to the key or make your kids baseball game then after it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I guess there's a trade-off because uh, having myself grown up in a family business, um, in working into that business into my young adulthood, you, you, you feel like, you know, you're always working. Entrepreneurs will often say, oh, literally, I work 24-7. It never yeah, stops. Never Whereas, stops, yeah. And, and so many of us believe, like, you know, if you work from 7.30 to 5.30, it's like it's a long, maybe a 10-hour day, but it's like, hey, you know, at, once 5.30 comes, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I think a key thing with being, like, an entrepreneur is, is not th- ever thinking about your hours you're working. It's just more about how, how smart you're working and what you could do in a shorter period of time. Because um, it's, not, it's not about the amount of hours you're working. It's about... Uh, especially when you're able to pivot from your day job and, and, and pursue your, your passion full-time. And in this case, for me, travel media. It's, like you said, you're working, or you could be working around the clock. You could be answering emails at midnight and 7 a.m., but in between, you're, you're able to live your life, and you know. Yeah, and I guess in today's world with uh, mobile devices, etc. You're et always connected to your business. Yeah. You really are. All of us are, all the time. So that wasn't enough. I mean, you're juggling your family, you have a wife, and you have, uh, you know, the children, and... You have a business, and all of a sudden, somewhere along, as you just mentioned, you say, I'm going to start actually another business, Birdhouse uh, Outdoor. You know, So now you're the managing partner of an uh, outdoor advertising company. Yeah, and that's something that another thing is like there's opportunities everywhere. you got to look. Um, and if you're not willing to look or keep your eyes open, then you're gonna, opportunities are going to you know, pass you by. In that, in that case, I, I had always had an interest in the outdoor advertising industry. And in, seeing, in following the industry, I saw that there was really no uh, wallscape advertising in our market. At the, at the earliest phase of me looking into researching the business, there were, I didn't see any, not one. Um, and by the time I entered into the market, there was, there was one business that was doing it. Um, so it was literally, it was a low-cost way of, rather than putting a pole on the ground and spending, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars to put up a structure it's a couple thousand dollar way of getting around and getting an advertiser noticed and it's also you know really uh interesting it's a good way of being right on street level yeah um it's valuable for an advertiser it's um you can put your their messages right on main streets where there's a lot of traffic yeah i got it and you know i guess it's not by coincidence it's it's the same type of business so it's just like if somebody owns a restaurant, they open up a second location. Would you kind of compare it to that, or are they? Yeah, with um, the wallscape advertising, um, there's a lot of yeah, uh, ordinance and you know permit, you know guidelines that you need to follow. So early on, I not really having the best handle handle on that. I was just looking for leases that, you know, anywhere, um, and very quickly found out that you just can't do that. But it didn't stop us. It didn't stop us. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. So, you know, if someone's thinking now, you know, listening, thing, you know, I really want to go to start a business, and they, and they, let's say they're a passionate cook. Yeah. So, you know, that's the type of business, however, where I, I don't see how you could possibly say I'm working through the day from seven to three or four, and all of a sudden open up a little storefront and, and start a restaurant. So, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, and, and in this day and age, I think it's easy to start any business. So, like for example, you know, if your <clears throat> your passion is cooking, um, it's I wouldn't say you have to start. You spend all this money to open up a restaurant or, or get a lease and and uh, get all these the restaurant supplies and all of that. I think one way of just looking at it is cooking for family and friends, you know, on the weekends, whether whether it's backyard barbecues getting started. Mm. Um, or, or small catering things, um, and, and it's so easy this way to promote yourself um, on social media in this day and age to get yourself out there and start to build it with your, your network. Um, it, you know. Yeah, I got you. Uh, let me ask you this. If, if you could do it all over again, having the knowledge that you have now, and yeah. you started your first business or even your second or third, would you do it a little differently? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, I don't know if I could say I would start sooner because I started as soon as I, I thought I've physically physically could um i I didn't i I didn't want a business while i was in college i thought college was my business at the time um but having started a business right after college i would have started more businesses especially while i was in another business i don't think i think limiting yourself to this is what i do this is what i show up for and this it's not you're kind of undercutting yourself if you feel as though that's the only thing you can do really you know the average millionaire has seven revenue streams um and uh, most people have one. Yeah. They have their job. Yeah. Now, um, I figured out early on that I, I, I wanted my one, but I wanted another one. Yeah. And I thought the second one was good enough. But right. When you're looking at it in hindsight, well, geez, you could have you could have done six different businesses. Does that mean that you want to get to the seven? Would you like to start a third and fourth? Yeah. Business? And seven doesn't mean you need to be the number. That, yeah. You, that's like an average person who's generating that type of wealth. But... You, I think you need to look at what are my revenue streams. And if it's it's just my day job, then I think you're behind the game. And you're taking on a lot of risk. If you lose that, if that income goes away, yeah. you're putting yourself in a bad situation. So the same thing with running a business. With advertise, say the advertising business, you may have a good year, you may have a bad year. And then especially if you have all of these, these costs of having a family and a household, um, there's risk in just having one revenue stream especially between both husband and wife. Mm-hmm. There's one revenue stream coming into the household. So you're, you're kind of putting yourself in a risky situation. But then, I mean, you know, I've heard of uh, using other people's money in order to start a business, but this is, the time is finite, even though, you know, we just mentioned, oh, there's 168 hours in a week. Yeah. How many, how, I just can't see how someone would actually run seven different businesses. Yeah, I think to begin, um, like for my, my, you know, my story, is I have two businesses now that have, you know, they're in a place where I could have people helping me manage them. Okay. So I've passed the stepping stone where it's not taking up as much as my of much of my time. Now I'm in the you know I'm in the process of finding and replacing myself. If you're if you can get to a point where you could replace yourself and that candidate is even better than you, then it allows you to have time to you know transition into the next. Well, that's an ideal situation. You yeah. literally find someone that's actually. Better at what you do, I'm sure and hire them. People out there that, that are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I mean that 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 is absolutely ideal. So, like, give me a little idea. I mean, you're obviously thinking of others. We want to share a little bit about what maybe is another thing. As if you go back and say, do something that you love. Yeah. Um, is there a passion that you have? You know, that's another lesson I've learned is to to be careful what you talk about. Okay. Because it could give people ideas, um, and not that they were willing to do it. But um, so there's not something specific. There's industries I like, um, and I like, and the industries that interest me are industries that are particularly hard to get into with regulation um, and things like that. 
And the reason I like that is because it's limiting the amount of entrance into the game. Okay. Um, now that's just myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I got you. I understand that. That's 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 pretty interesting. Yeah. So, but for someone who's just looking to start a business, I don't think you should worry about you know any of that. Especially if it's your first, I think you find your passion, something you like to do, you're good at. You wouldn't be a job that you, you know, if you were doing it full time, it'd almost be a vacation for you. You know, it's a completely different way of thinking from when I uh, was raising a young family for, for myself and mom. Uh, what I always did is I always had a second and sometimes even a third job. There you go. And and it certainly wasn't uh, something that I necessarily enjoyed doing my second or third job into the evening. Yeah. You know, whether it was driving a truck on a weekend. Uh, busing or waitering at a restaurant or even selling rainbow vacuum cleaners. And there you go. From a very young age, you realize the, the importance of multiple revenue streams. Now, those revenue streams were earned revenue based on your time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's difficult. You only have so much time. Sure. So if all seven of my future businesses required uh, an equal part of my time and it were service-based, it might... It might be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> Looking at another way, you know, if they're not time-based businesses, or if they are, and you could replace yourself, it allows you to enter into more markets. You know, that's an interesting concept. So you're saying time-based. So I think that's a big distinguishing difference in a business. Yeah. So you know? if you're a graphic artist, you know, if yeah, you, if you could replace yourself and have a graphic artists that are competent and working for you, well, you could eliminate the equation of time for yourself because you have people doing it for you. Um, yeah, but if you're just a, a startup, if you have a job and you have a passion for graphic design, and you know you could help people design restaurant menus or whatever, that's a good way of starting um, starting the business and build, building your brand. It sounds to me like though the the key of it is is find something that you truly are passionate that's about. That's it. That's the key. Yeah, and and interestingly enough, you know, you, you grew up in a family where we did advertising, and uh, you you had some kind of a passion for it. That you said, hey, there's a niche here. Not only do I like it, but there was a need. To me, that's even a, maybe even more important, is it? Or maybe not. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, and there's a need. I think there's a need for many businesses. Um, but if, if, there's, if there's too many comp- competitors in your market, it might be a little difficult. Um, so I think that's where the research comes in. So, okay, I was going to say that. So you really then do your homework and say, hey, can I find a niche in this marketplace? Yeah, who is currently doing it? Are there any holes? Are there any, what are the opportunities? Can I do, if there are, can I do it a little differently than them? Um, what, what type of value am I bringing to the table to help this thing grow? Um, I think those are some of the things you need so, to So, but Ryan, in your business then, if you want to grow your business, do you ever consider out buying out a smaller or bigger uh, business within your business to say like, you know, I'm going to yeah. buy a billboard company so that now my company is bigger, et cetera? Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. It's something that I, I you know, with both of my businesses, always had my eye out for. And I, it hasn't happened for me yet, but I think, you know, there those opportunities are certainly there. And you should be looking. You should be looking everywhere. There's opportunities, like I said, you can find something anywhere. Yeah. And even if it isn't your, your line of work, it doesn't mean um, it's not a good business. Right. Yeah. I, I really can't agree with you more than to think about something that I truly enjoy doing, something that's maybe a, almost like a hobby for myself and make that into uh, start to make it into some type of a business. Yeah. All right. Well, any last thoughts that you want to give to the listeners on if they're the, you know, saying, Hey, look, we'd love to get started in a business. How do we go about doing that? Just, yeah, to- I'd say do it now. Um, don't wait. 
the longer you wait, the more people are going to be doing it before you. That's something to keep in mind. And also, do it fast, do it hard. I recently read something by Lewis Carroll from Through the Looking Glass, and it made me really think hard about you know entrepreneurship. And it says, now here you see, it takes all the running you can do to keep in the same place. If you want to get somewhere else, you must run at least twice as fast as that. you got to be willing to run twice as fast as everybody else around you if you want to get ahead. <laughs> That's something I, I that resonated with me. I always like to say I want to be starting my work before someone's without while someone else is sleeping. There you go. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, if you run out of steam, you better be able to find your replacement. So always be looking for someone that's better than you at your job, especially if you're running a business. That's good advice. <laughs> well, Ryan, I'll tell you, it was great having you on. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can do so at bob.atcroft at gmail.com.